Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Practical Wisdoms in Sales podcast. I'm Rachel, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina. Today, we will be discussing the importance of actually doing what you say you will do. So why is it important? And what do you gain by doing what you say you will do? Tina, how would you answer that? Thank you, Rachel. You know, we, we work very, very hard to develop relationships in sales, and I believe it to be the foundation of, uh, of all things sales, is that relationship. And it's important to do what you say you're going to do, A, from a, from a matter of integrity, right? It doesn't feel right if I tell someone I'm going to do something and, and that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not following through on that. Integrity, it's a matter of integrity honesty, trust, and reliability. Um, friendships and, and client relationships are deeply connected and they, they thrive on, on trust. Respect, so you don't want to be, um, you want to feel respected by others. Then you need to say yes when you mean it, and no when you when you when you when you can't do something. It's knowing what our limitations are. That's just as important as as saying saying no is just as important as saying yes. And I think that we have some our our self respect um, when we are when we've said that we were going to do something, and it, our self respect suffers if we don't follow through. And it's a very powerful, important value in uh, in a sales relationship to uh, to walk the walk and talk the talk. Lynn, how do you feel about it? Well, you know, I agree with what you said, and I think I'm going to, my twist on this is that I, I really feel that doing what you say you will do is about three words, and you hit on those, credibility, reliability, and being trustworthy. You demonstrate each of these truly invaluable traits when you do what you say you will do. Um, you gain the confidence of your clients, uh, your coworkers, and management. And when you act accordingly, you build a layer of insulation that will protect you when something goes sideways <laughs> and, and things go sideways. We all know that. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Always. And, and you need, uh, and you may need more time or a second look. And so that's another reason why you want to be thinking about always doing what you say what you will do. You have to earn that goodwill. And you can't abuse it when it's earned. So doing what you say you will do is exactly what Tina was talking about. This is a strong leadership trait. And it's so important to cultivate. When you do what you say you will do, um, you're going to receive recommendations, referrals, acknowledgments, you know, of your performance and uh, new introductions. You know, think about it. No one ever refers a colleague to a salesperson who constantly let them down and does not meet their commitments. And mm -hmm. Tina was nailed it. It's about the relationship. And that's why it's so important. Uh, Tina, you know, want to close this up, tie it up with a bow? Yeah, no, I, I would agree with all of those things. It's, 
the relationship, relationship, relationship. That's what sales is all about. And and you must have that um, honesty, integrity. It's a gift that you give to your clients and your clients in return give back to you in the form of respect and loyalty. Thank you, Tina and Lynn, for explaining the gravity of following through on your commitments. So, Lynn, how can not following through, as stated, negatively impact your sales? You know, it could be something small to you, um, whatever you don't follow through on. But to your client, it could be a very big deal. And at the very least, they've just learned that they can't count on you. And, you know, no matter small, how small you think that, that this is, you have proven yourself to be unreliable. And I don't know about you, but I have absolutely no desire or need to work with unreliable individuals. You know, why even go there? So you need to remember that your customers when they're in their thought process, they are only as strong as their weakest supplier. And savvy clients only work with strong suppliers. So, you know, remember the old adage, under promise, over deliver, mm -hmm. embrace it, <laughs> live it every day. And it is going to pay off in long-term dividends. What Tina was just talking about with that, the customer loyalty and the relationship. No matter how little something may seem to you, not following up as you've stated, as you've committed to, as you've promised, will absolutely negatively impact your sales in the short term and in the long term. Uh, Tina? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, well said, Lynn. Um, the fastest way to lose credibility with your clients is to be viewed as somebody that they can't trust, that they can't depend upon. And um, honoring our word is is that path to uh, to leading and building on on the trust. Um, you know, I've got a little story on uh, New Year's. I stopped making New Year's resolutions because I wanted to stop disappointing myself <laughs> because I don't keep my New Year's resolutions and I've decided that many years ago and I'm so happy because I, I can uphold my decision when I say I am not going to make a New Year's resolution and then I've kept that that promise to myself. The same thing when we're, we're talking with clients, it's um, when we're, we're saying that we're going to do something. I, I read somewhere uh, a while back that there's a difference between keeping and honor, uh, keeping and honoring your word. So if you keep a promise, it's about making a promise, but honoring it, it's about the spirit of it. And there are times, and Lynn, you can jump in here anytime because I, I know you've experienced this as well. There are times when we are out there in sales and we're talking with a client and we're saying yes we can do this and we take it back to our company and the company says no or you get so much resistance internally that you're not able to get something done in that period of time that needs to that 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 you had promised and in those instances communicating 
what is what what the delay is is so important it's so important to um, have that conversation because as as Lynn uh, said earlier there is always going to be a problem it's the way in which we address these and a problem or a delay or our inability to make a particular deadline it's how we handle that how we communicate that how we bring our clients in to to work with us that will separate us from the rest of the of the sales pack lynn do you have anything additional to add yeah no i mean to your point that that's exactly what we were talking about of building that layer of insulation you know that's going to protect you and and why this is so important yeah absolutely so tina already touched on this with the last question so i'm going to address this to linton first how do you remedy a situation when you're unable to meet your commitments oh you know now it's always going to depend upon the situation and the circumstances um, but I feel that in most cases, you need to get out in front of the issue as soon as possible. Um, you know, while I'll, ideally I would have a solution or options all worked out for the client, um, but there are times when it's more important to inform them of the occurrence immediately. Um, it's always, always do the heavy lifting and provide the solutions or available options to remedy the situation. You are only gonna make the situation worse if you lay it on them. Mm -hmm. um, what do you want to do, um, you know, when you think about this and, you know, and, and when you say that to them, what do you want to do? I, you are laying all of that on them with no plan to address or solve. Um, the situation or the occurrence, what's whatever's happened, um, that it just is, it completely erodes um, the customer's reason for reason for hiring you in the first place, your expertise to handle the sale, and so it, it's even more valuable when something goes wrong that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, um, that you are genuinely contrite about the situation, always remember to, to, to apologize. I mean, it's not your fault, but you know, hopefully it's not your fault, but you know, always you've got to give them that emotional release. Um, do not get anger, get angry yourself or show anger. This is your moment of where you are a professional leader, you are their partner and you are there to solve the problem. So, Tina, I know that we've had, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we've lived through some of these things together. So, <laughs> um, and you did already touch on this. And I, I know I repeated some of what you said, but what would, what do you have to add? Yeah, no, and you, I, I like the, the manner in which you've, you phrased this. But obviously, communication is, is the key and getting out in front of it and building on those relationships and when things are tough that's really when you when you solidify um your your long-term relationship with this uh, customer or with this client um and bringing solutions lynn bingo that's do not make a phone call to a client with a problem 
without having a solution. If you if if it's a time factor and you know you need to get in front of it, you say, I want to alert you, I'm working on some solutions and I'll be right back to you in 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 such and such. But do your best to have some kind of a solution. Um, it, because to, to Lynn's point, it's not there. You don't want to make a uh, make something your client's problem. You want to. This is your opportunity to shine and to show them that that you're there for them. Frustrating, sure. Do you want to show it to the customer? No. You want to show that you are absolutely that you will continue to be in control. Um, rebuilding trust creates long-standing relationships and this is a great opportunity I tell you when there's when something goes awry it is the best opportunity to to um, become a hero and to become that reliable uh, trustworthy individual that uh, that that the your client hired you to be <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, this is you had you, you lost me and then you had me back because you, the one comment and I know we had this, you know, one of uh, these arguments. I still remember driving through Los Angeles when something had happened with a client and I was urging that we call to let them know what had happened, even though we didn't have a solution in place. I felt it was um, and 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 it, and and we did. I sort of insisted that we call them to let them know that we were working on it. And um, and it ended up being, it worked out fine. They were, you know, they appreciated knowing that we were on top of it and that we were working on a solution and we would be calling them back um, with that solution um, within a few hours. But uh, I think that's what, you know, in my mind, um, getting out in front of it um, and to, and also always providing the solution in the long run, don't put it back on them. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lynn and Tina, for those great insights. We have one more question coming from LaToya in New Orleans, Louisiana. LaToya asks, I do what I say I will do when I say I will do it. Excluding clients, how do I get others to give me the same courtesy? Tina, what would you tell LaToya? Well, LaToya, I, I feel your frustration. Um, but we need to walk the walk, talk the talk. We've we've had that discussion in in some of our other podcasts, and um, we have no control truly over other people. We can show our best selves. We can be our best selves. We can uh, be kind to others. We can do unto others. But at the end of the day, we really don't have any control of what others will do and we can only lead by example um, and if there's you in, in your question you're saying ex excluding clients but even even with clients um, sometimes they're clients that just are not a good fit um, and it's it's important to recognize when the disconnects happen um, if you have a certain set of standards that um, and and you're providing deadlines and and to, to get some information back in order to help your client. And your client's not getting back to you with those, and you're trying you're, you are um, trying to communicate that that you need information in order to be able to address something, and they're not getting back to you. There's if there's a disconnect or there's a lack of communication there, um, perhaps that's not a good fit for you. 
Um, if you are talking about team members um, that aren't saying, I think it's a it's time for a for a a face to face conversation as to what everyone's role is and how how one one misstep or one missed deadline how that affects everybody else down the line and uh, but I, I don't know that you can ever expect anyone uh, this is something I struggle with and, and have struggled with um, most of my sales career uh, is in in expecting others to have the same not just work ethic but the same um, the, the 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 yeah uh, the, the the same sense of urgency or the same uh, sense of of um, uh, properness in uh, dealing with clients, and it's just it those are the individual differences and we need to embrace them. And um, I would I think I've said I'm starting to repeat myself, so I'll talk <laughs> it over to Lynn. Go ahead, yeah, Lynn. Yeah, well, you know, and I'm going to put my my practical twist on it here. Um, it really does depend who, upon whom or with whom uh, you want to give you the same courtesy. So, yeah. um, Latoya, if it's team members who report directly to you, and I'll be clear and concise as to your expectations and what mm -hmm. the consequences are when those expectations aren't met. So, that's one. And you're doing what you say you're going to do, right? And for peers and superiors, you you lead by example. And you communicate how you prefer to work and, and ask for their preferred work style. You find middle ground so you can work effectively together. And, you know, just as in sales with your clients, you're going to ask the, you know, your peers and your superiors for a minimal actionable commitment. I mean, it's the same concept. <laughs> you're getting them, you're asking them for a commitment, and they're going to make that commitment so that they can uh, give you that same courtesy. And by maintaining your own friendly professionalism, you know, which Tina's been talking about, that that's what you can control, you are going to find it easier to work with most people. Uh, I also would recommend um, a little shout out here to consider a quick review of chapter 13 in our book, Practical Wisdoms at Work. So Tina, anything else to add in conclusion? No, I think, um, I think understanding that we lead by example and I think by, by, by doing what we say we're going to do that, uh, that others will perhaps rise to the occasion. We can only hope that, right? That others will, will rise to it. And uh, we surround ourselves with, uh, with people that, uh, that, that we hope will support us and, um, and vice versa. And uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're done. <laughs> well, thank you, Lynn and Tina, for those fantastic answers. I hope LaToya finds those very helpful. And I hope that the rest of our listeners today also find your answers useful. Thank you to all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. Mm -hmm.